When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Just a little quick uh, run through of what we're going to go through today on the show. Uh, Greg and I are going to sit down and talk about the NBA All-Star Game. Quick recap of the winners from the skills competition. Uh, just an overall impression from the game. Uh, we're also going to play a clip by Stephen A. Smith sort of examining his beef with the All-Star Game. Uh, we're also going to discuss LeBron James recruiting tactics uh, during the All-Star weekend. We're going to jump into Stephen A. Smith's comments regarding Kawhi Leonard as a Toronto Raptor and we're going to finish this pot off of Mott Barnes talking Kevin Durant, stating he is the best player in the NBA. Eh, I don't know. LeBron still has the throne. Tune in, guys. Enjoy. Carter comes up shooting. Welcome to Toronto Sport Matters podcast number 62, where I am joined with Gregory Euroshot is kicking in old school, day one style, Brandon and Greg doing a podcast together. What's up, T-Dot? Um, so obviously we're going to talk about the NBA All-Star game. There's not much to get to this week. No basketball games. Probably the roughest week of the year for me beyond you know the couple months that there's no basketball. <laughs> what do I do with my time? <laughs> if we pick up a hobby like knitting or carpentry or something. I don't know what the fuck people do. Like 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 when people say like I don't really watch sports. I'm like, what do you do? <laughs> like what are your hobbies? Like how do you fill the day? Uh, I assume they they're interested in one of the other cultural forms, perhaps music. You're big into music. I am, but if I had to make a choice, someone had a gun in my head, big music or sports, sports would be obviously my answer. Obviously be my answer. No Excellent. question about it. <laughs> I'm really I'm really into sculpting. I'm really into back massage. Like, I don't fucking, like, what are people's hobbies? Anyways, uh, I digress. Let's get right into it. Uh, the All-Star Game went down this weekend. Team Giannis versus Team LeBron James. Friday night was the, uh, I guess, the celebrity game, the young guns or young players game. Uh, and then Saturday, we had the skills competition. And Sunday, we had the actual game itself. Let's start off on Friday, Greg, how fucking pointless it is to have a celebrity game. Like, it's just, it's oh. it, it irritates me so much. Like, there's no point. I, I thought you were going to say, like, starting off with the with the Rising Stars Challenge. Well, like, that was a complete fucking shit show because did but, you did you see the end of that game where they're doing like the 360 dunks and the between the legs and there's no... E, like, e, yeah. Ain't I, an attempt at competition. Please. You know what? But And we can... Sorry, but you were talking about the, the celebrity game. Is that right? Yeah, let's start at that. Let's start at the celebrity game. I mean, I think it's ridiculous that they even have a celebrity game. I don't know who would watch that. Did, uh, did you see the arena? Did you see the photo of the empty arena for the celebrity game? Because it's a stupid idea. Like, like who's going to show up to watch 
uh, a musician play like would anybody show up to watch Kevin Durant on the saxophone? I would like, rather watch Kevin Durant crudely play the saxophone than fucking watch Kevin Hart or whoever fade into Justin to play basketball. fucking Bieber. Yeah, like I just don't give a shit. Like, like it's a, so bad. Every man. other sport has an alumni game, and I know it's sure. a little more difficult in the NBA because you're obviously not going to get Larry Bird. You're not going to get no. Uh, I would love Michael an alumni. I would. You're not, that I, I like that idea. But I'm sure as shit. There's certain guys out there. You might get Hakeem out there again. Yeah. You might T Mac. You know, like uh, you know, like Ray Allen. Like you yeah. even get fucking Baron Davis out there. Ricky yeah. Davis. Maybe I don't M- care. Ricky Davis running the the Legends game. Absolutely. Hey, do you remember? You know, the the best thing that ever came from the celebrity game is when the lead singer from Arcade Fire. Win Butler. Yeah. Butler, MVP. Last year, right? When when they asked him a question about the game and he just started going on about, because the situation in America is what it is, right? And as Canadians, you know, we're concerned. Okay? We're a little concerned. Exactly. And, 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 <laughs> and he's like, you know, up in Canada, we have these things, right? You know, one of them being public health care for instance and she just like rips the mic away from him and she's like yeah but we're talking celebrity what if you invite like you brought the mic to win butler after he won the mvp what do you think he's going to talk about wow this is such a wonderful spectacle i love being here no he's an indie musician from montreal okay he's not going to be talking about all the the bullshit celebrity fanfare that's expected yeah. i and don't know that was so stupid no and i and i think your word of the use of the word spectacle is is right on um you know, it feels like they're trying so hard to make it this cultural spectacle. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so contrived. It feels so, it's so vapid. And it's it's tacky, man. Like, it is tacky. Like, again, I didn't even, bo- I mean, we're, are we going to go through this chronologically? Because I'll save some of my... No, for sure. Uh, let, let, so let's let's go the, into the, the Rising uh, Stars. The Rising Stars game we had. Which I actually, that was the one game, Brandon, that I actually tuned in a bit to watch um, with some excitement. And here's the reason why. Because, first of all, there's young players. And young players have something to prove, so they play harder. Secondly, uh, I like the USA versus the world, man. Like, I, I like that concept. I liked it in hockey. You know, it gets the nationalism uh, juices flowing. Like, you could see in that game, USA came out to win it because the world has beat them two years in a row. And that was like, you, you know, you could see that quite clearly. But I, you know, you talk about the ending. I actually I didn't quite watch till the ending. Um, but yeah, it gets silly, right? Like if especially the scores out of hand, it's difficult. I can't remember who said this, but the 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 Rising Star Challenge and the Skills Competition, the All Star Game, etc. Uh, the demographic is, and again, I'm taking this from someone's mouth. I can't remember who it was specifically, but it's for children and middle aged white men. Okay, and that's basically <laughs> the demographic for the All Star Weekend. Um, you know what? It, it is for the kids, but I do want to see some sort of compete within these guys. I want to see them actually want to make an effort to win. What but, happened in the fourth quarter was there was n- like no defensive play whatsoever. Even and basically three attempts at doing the Vince Carter dunk. One miss, second miss, went back to the other team uh, and they brought it back down. There was no defensive play whatsoever. Uh, and I'm not expecting a, def- a, ta- a tactical defensive matchup, but at least give a fuck. Yeah, is, I, that, is, I, that, is that too much for me to ask? Yeah, and, and I mean, we could talk more about that. We're talking like, about the actual to, all-star game. What happened to the good old days of, you know, pride and wanting to win a game? Just, yeah, being if a you're, competitor. E- even if the game is meaningless, if you're in Rutgers Park in New York, you still want to win the fucking game, right? Like, I just don't, I don't get the lack of competing no, in these guys. And again, maybe that's, because I know we're going to play that Stephen A. S- uh, Smith clip eventually on the all-star game. Well, let's, let's, let's put it on right now, because okay. I think, let, let's, uh, let's kind of, let's play the clip and then we'll talk about this. Okay. 
And unlike football, I understand this. It's an exhibition. So just like you're not going to see football played, you know, defense played for the All-Pro game. You're not going to see defense played, you know, yesterday in, a, in an NBA All-Star game. Well, basketball is a different sport than football. And so the individual rogues, like, for example, you might sit up there and see uh, Steph Curry give that bounce pass alley-oop to Giannis. And, but to see this brother sky in the air like that is something to behold. Le- LeBron James catching alley-oops, that's something special. Steph Curry drilling threes or, or Damian Lillard going off and hitting about six threes or Kevin Durant getting hot. These are the kind of things that even if you're in a park playing and shooting by yourself – Right? It takes a skill to be able to do. I can assure you that there are abundance of people who can't hit a jump shot to save their damn life, even if they're by themselves. I would know because when James Harden, you know, I lost a bet and I had to sit up there and shoot in front of James Harden. And who wouldn't allow me to to warm up? I shot like one for 14 for crying out loud. OK, so dress trust shoes me, on too, get, as I recall. with dress shoes yeah. on and a whole bit all by myself. Nobody in my face. But damn it, it's been a long time. Since I shot those three-point shots. And all by my lonesome, yeah, I couldn't hit the shot. You had father time in your yeah, face. How about that? How about that? All right. Uh, so I, I think he has a, a, fan, a fantastic point with this. Um, it's, it's a showcase. First of all, it's a showcase. Okay? Like, you're, 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 you're still getting something positive from it. You're still seeing Giannis tower over the rim. You'll still see these freak athletes being able to do things that a general human being could never do in the first place. I can't even drain a three-point shot or a 15-footer and seeing what some of these guys are capable of doing. Yeah. He, he does have a point. I'll, I'll give him that. Uh, you know, I actually I, I don't think that's a, a good enough defense for what is uh, I think universally seen now as just a bad game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know anyone that likes the All-Star game. I really don't. Like, I know people that used to like it. I used to like it. Um, as you say, the defense, like, I just, these feats of athleticism mean nothing to me if, like, no one's trying to compete and block a shot or get back on defense, right? Because then why don't we just, like, we have the dunk contest for well, that. Well, we live in a culture where it's not like the mid-90s or late-90s where offensive studs, like, you know, even in the 2000s, like Steve Francis, if I'm Marby, can even play. Ennis Cantor, who gets, like, 15 points within 12 minutes, is such a defensive liability where they can't even put him on the court, but we're not going to emphasize defense no, and the but, evolution yeah. of the game and the importance of these. Well, because defense doesn't sell, right? Yeah. But, but but look, like your point about, you know, if this is Rucker Park and they're playing, yeah, it's up and down and they're trying stuff. That's fine. That is that is the showcase. But people are trying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it, the showcase doesn't mean anything if the people that are trying to stop you because anyone can a lot of players can do that you can bring out you know people that that are that are professional dunkers right they but the difference is like can you do it when there's a defender in front of you so uh, we'll finish with the skills competition let's jump right into the game itself what was your take on the game i watched a bit of it i just kind of got frustrated i like grid and grind basketball hence my love for chucky atkinson in the brooklyn nets uh what was your takeaway from the game greg what was your biggest impression was this game good for basketball overall um, you know, the game wasn't the worst I've seen. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, I'll confess, because it just didn't capture my interest. There's no stakes. I know a lot of people... Okay, in the MLB, the winner of the All-Star game gets home field advantage. This game has no fucking stakes It's whatsoever. like they sweeten the money pot, right? <laughs> but right, but that's why I liked the West versus East more, because then at least, like, you know, the Eastern Conference guys have some kind of, like, 
you know, we're representing the East. Would you prefer East versus West? Yeah, or would you prefer yeah. like yeah, yeah, Team yeah. World versus Team oh, North no, no. America? I think I'd like to see them do Team World against America. Mm-hmm. Um, but So you y- feel like Team World right now has enough depth to be able to fro- foster a roster that could compete with Team North America? Sure. Let's see America. Give them, and then because then you would, we we would get like it would be America versus the world. Well, I think it'd be more Sorry, competitive. So, um, I think it'd be more fluid game, especially with you know Team North. I mean Team Europe or Team World rather. Yeah, and you saw a little bit competitiveness actually come out because like you had Giannis and Embiid on 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 one side against mm-hmm. like you know Team uh, Clutch Sports or whatever on the other. Um, yeah, look, it just it didn't capture my interest as a. Ba- as someone who loves basketball, like like I think you know, and again, who is this game designed? Who is this weekend designed for? Is it really designed for the true fans of the NBA? Because I'm pretty sure the true basketball fans don't like this shit. No, this is designed for you know to get the other people um, right to 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 see their product in that sense, right? And that's why they have. And if, and if and if I could just these musical acts, like how they stretch it out, and you got the like, I, I mean, we're gonna talk about the skills competition and stuff in a bit, right? I'll save it for them. But like, to me, like it, this is not for true basketball fans. It, it if anything, it alienates them. Like it, like for me, as someone that loves basketball, it it bothers me. What about the musical accompaniment that it upsets you, like specifically? Because. It's not well. First of all, I mean, it's not what I would consider to be good music. It's just popular, and it's for their demographic, mm-hmm. right? It's to try to like give off this impression that you know they're cool and right. Like, and I mean, if I could, then like the slam dunk stuff, you know. I remember at one point they had this game, and and they drag it on, man. They drag it on. They purposely drag it on so they can get more sponsorship. It's weird. You get like the like the, the thing. Do you see the thing with Shaq and like some of the rappers? And, yeah, right? yeah. And and it's like these guys are like they got their shades on, they got a fur coat on, the most they got upsetting all these fucking chains. So, How are they supposed to even do it? So let's jump to the uh, the skills competition. Uh, we'll finish off on that with the All Star Weekend. That's the only pure competition left. It was great. I'll, I'll I'll start off with the negative though, and what kind of pissed me off was the fucking Migos having that weird like small ball like I'm in the arcade. That's what I was just talking about. That was one of the most upsetting things I have ever seen in my entire dude, life. Dude, yeah, that's not even mean. in an All Star game, that's, just in general. I'm like, dude, what? But why? Why do you <laughs> think they did that? Right? It, it, right? And it's so contrived. It's like, oh, I better get oh Migos. And, right? Okay, so. Why do they do that? It's pu- right. It's purely to like stretch it out, right? Stretch out the time so that they can have more advertising space. Alrighty, we're going from a negative to a slight positive. I know we hate the Boston Celtics on the show, but you got to give a little bit of love to Jason Tatum on that half court shot over Trey Young, yeah. sealing the victory for the skills challenge. That was my personal. But, but highlight you know of the who weekend. started that? It was Luca. Luca. I love how Luca came in and the Don. Right, Don Luca. He tried something different. I like that. I think we're at the point in the podcast where every single statement I make about a young buck coming out of college has to, you just have to view it as facts, as truth. As that, that's going to happen eventually. How many yeah. fucking predictions have I said have come true? No, Luka Doncic is a number on the one pulse. there. Luca's the my guy. We're talking about, I, remember what I said, Larry Bird 2.0 on the podcast, yeah. and we're seeing it coming to fruition right now. Luka Doncic is an absolute stud. And we'll go into uh, the other competition, my personal favorite, the three-point competition, my boy from my Brooklyn Nets, Joe Harris, just fucking closing this bitch out, finishing out with 26 in the final round, 25 in the first, Curry, Buddy healed. Danny Green had a tremendous showing as well, putting up 23. Yeah, Danny Green did well. That has to be the highlight of this, the fucking entire weekend, though, right? The three-point contest. What do you enjoy watching more? What is your what is what is your personal highlight? Because not the same. I used, okay, I think 
By the way, I think they should change up the skills competition a bit and and introduce some more cool stuff. I'm sure they could do it. Well, something more about passing, you know, ball movement. Just more stuff. They like, should get rid of the slam dunk right? competition just, first of all. That's uh, the fucking most pointless. Like, but but hold on. You ask what what I what I like the most. Yeah. Um, it used to be the slam dunk contest. I mean, the three points good as well. Um, it depends. Like at least, at least it's a real competition. Like the guys are trying to win, and they're you're pushing three point marksmen to their limit in a sense. You're testing how good they can be, which is the opposite of what you see in the All Star game, where like you just see them fucking around the whole time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it used to be the slam dunk contest. It probably still is. What about you? You 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 like the three point? I like the three point. I just I'm, I'm not a fan of like. Okay, so like I, I I thought there were a couple fantastic dunks. I think it was great that Hamdu Diallo had an opportunity to kind of showcase his skill set coming kid, out of Kentucky. Yeah. You know, uh, Hamadou, when he went to Kentucky, was a consensus, you know, top 10, top 15 pick, purely based on athleticism, mm-hmm. under Calipari, obviously. They're the saying how he was the former number one uh, Yeah, and he dropped the second the round. I, I loved him to start the season. He just yeah. never developed as a player under Calipari, coming into Thunder's second year guy. It's really cool to see him get an opportunity to showcase what he's capable of doing in a public spotlight. So I don't think Calipari develops players, man. Yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, but sorry. Just, like, just like, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. jumping over fucking Jay Cole sitting on the chair. John Collins jumping over the airplane, breaking the wing of the airplane as well. These are not fun or entertaining dunks. These are just you jumping over a physical object. One of the good old days when Vince Carter was pushing that motherfucker right between his legs. That's why I liked about Hamadou Diallo's dunk this year because not only did he dunk over Shaq, the level of pain of hanging on the fucking rim with your forearm and open up the Superman chest. Hey, I I hate gimmicks. I hated the Superman thing. But if you were ever going to show the little Superman, the little little cocky move right there, it would have been that moment. There's, um, there's something too, like we call a gimmick, you know, like showmanship. But like what you mentioned, um, John Collins. My goodness, like you're like the issue. Okay, again, there's showmanship is one thing, but like when you put more work into the setup than than the actual dunk, mm-hmm. like it, it's like, and it's and it's funny. Like, didn't he practice this? Like, you saw him like fumbling with all this stuff. Like, hadn't you thought about this as a problem? Right, that like you're putting on all this stuff and you can't see with the goggles. You clearly haven't dunked with the goggles on before. It's Baron Davis style, what five years ago when he went blindfolded and missed like <laughs> like ten times. No, and 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 that's another thing is like these guys are, are tr- and because they can try unlimited times or not unlimited, but like what feels like unlimited times, they just keep on like Dennis Smith Jr. had a couple really cool dunks, and I would you know hopefully he landed those in practice. But you got to get it down before you do it, man. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know, like, I, I, I don't know what the league can do necessarily to make the competition better. Well, they you should know, just make, stick maybe, to the damn dunks and not do all this extra shit. Well, like, like you maybe, said, the Vince Carter dunks for, no, none, none of that yeah, extra but that, stuff. That's what I mean, though. Vince Carter, like, maybe there's something written within the next CBA where... First three years, no matter who you are, you have to be in the All Star competition. It is fan voted. Like if, we would, like the fans would vote in the the dunkers. Well, like what Derek Jones Jr. last year, we had um, that guy can get up, man. Evans, but like, these like these guys are like inc- like irrelevant. Like I hate to say this, but like the fans want to see the best guys in the league go to the slam dunk competition. The fact the that LeBron James the best is ever dunker. Eh. It doesn't matter though. Seeing LeBron James go to the same dunk competition is a spectacle within itself. It's not the dunk, it's the fact that LeBron yeah. James is the Fair hype. Enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, moving. See Rachel Nichols fucking trying to get Vince Carter in the dunk contest. 
Like, what are you doing? Like, doesn't she understand what it is to be like an aging man? And you're going <laughs> to put this guy, like, and you're going to try to start like some like Twitter thing. And he's already said he doesn't want to do it. But, y- you know, you for you, because it would entertain you. And you know how that would ha- like go down? He would show up. All three of his competitors would just bow to him and yeah. put, like out these shitty dunks purely as a means to get Vince to win that motherfucker, man. Ah, no, I, I thought it was very stupid. All right, uh, moving down the list. Uh, another little thing we can discuss All-Star Weekend was LeBron James' recruiting tactics. So you could bait, like, we'll listen to Bill Simmons' uh, comment regarding mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll come back in one second. LeBron, <laughs> I wrote this down for you. I thought he spent All-Star Weekend acting like a divorced cougar at a wedding, hitting on everyone else's husband. What do you think of that? I like that. Scottsdale. Scottsdale LeBron. <laughs> like a 42-year-old. Got, got, got divorced from her high school sweetheart two years ago. Now at a wedding. Some married guys there, but hey, who knows? Everyone's fair game. That's how he was treating AD. <laughs> Did you, are you talking about what you saw? Kyrie? No, I'm talking about just he was in the mix with all these other players on other teams. That it's, you know, there were these pictures of him like, here's him and Anthony Davis shaking hands in the shoot around. And then here's him and Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons with a picture around each other. It's like, what's going on here? Is this the league we have now? Just guys, guys, basketball flirting with guys on other teams. That's just where we are. But if you think about him and like the two paths this can go at the end, if if they don't have somebody with him next year, like this is going to get really ugly. So. Greg, from from I love Bill Simmons. You know I'm the Bill Simmons yep, fan on, number yep, one on for him. years. Best podcast in there. One of my biggest motivations why I went to journalism school in the first place. All the respect to Bill, but he's coming across as a little salty, just a little salty. Based he on didn't what? get Davis to uh-huh. Boston. He's pissed off that LeBron James is actively recruiting Davis and Co. He's a Boston Celtics homer. He hates the Lakers. He hates the concept of LeBron actively recruiting people. You could see how his opinion of LeBron changed within the last year after LeBron signed with the LA Lakers. And the fact of the matter is that, you know, he's not, LeBron's not the only one fucking recruiting the All Star weekend. And what else would LeBron use the All Star game weekend for? What's the point of show? Like, really? Like, oh, I don't know. I, well, I, I, I I actually I just because Simmons uh, you know has a bias as a Celtics fan doesn't make what he's saying untrue you know like it is like painfully obvious like LeBron picked his team based on like who the free agents are going to be and like which guys which Americans that he can get to play with him in Los Angeles right and look like we haven't talked about this that much yet on the podcast but like you know, you hear Barkley, Charles Barkley talk about like how what AD did in in New Orleans was wrong, essentially. And what the Lakers have done in trying to like, I mean, they, they tried it with Paul George. They tried it with Kawhi Leonard. And now they're trying it with AD, right? They're, how, how they're basically trying to like manipulate the system to their benefit. And, you know, of course, like the media uh, loves it, right? Like the big LA media sport complex. They fucking love it. But I don't know, like, is this really where the game is at? Where you've got a player who basically, with his friends, controls a talent agency and they're just trying to siphon, like, players and to force their way out of situations, which is essentially what they did. And, 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 and wouldn't you be pissed, like, if you're Bill Simmons and you've got this agent 
through through LeBron, his buddy, that is actively like sabotaging your team's chance to get AD should he actually want to leave. If I was a Pelicans fan, I would absolutely hate LeBron James. It's crazy how one player and one agency, you know, Rich Paul, kind of seem like they're bigger than the league now. You know, you're seeing yeah. an issue in the MLB where, you know, like Manny Machado, who is a perennial all-star, dynasty-type player, finally secured a contract on February the 19th after weeks as a free agent. You know, five years ago, he'd be a sought-after commodity. He probably signed on the first day. But there's so much, you know, like, uh, let's say, um, the owners are not willing to pay up. Let's yeah. say, and then we're seeing the opposite in the NBA, where you know the, the players like, and I love seeing it. I like to see the money go to the players itself, but there's a certain line that they kind of cross in the NBA, where we're at this point where LeBron James holds so much swayment toward the evolution of the game itself, or where it's going to go in a couple of years, because who he decides to bring with him, the Lakers, is it, it, basically going to be the next super team. Because I'm imagine Kevin Durant's going to leave Washington, or sorry, the Warriors this year. Yeah, I mean, well, and that's another thing, right? And like, also, weekend is like in the new NBA. It just seems to be like a platform for players to um, recruit and also like for the media just to like overanalyze everything. And like, do you hear how what Durant said to that reporter who the reporter had like been publishing how like, oh, since the trade deadline and all this stuff with um, Irving, uh, Kevin Durant has been absent from the media days, basically inferring that he's hiding from the media and because he thinks that like he's behind it or something. And Durant came out and he's like, and he and he came to a, um, a media showing and he basically like pointed the guy out and he's like, "What's wrong with you, man? Like, I'm just trying to play basketball. I have nothing to do with New York. I don't know. Wh- I, you know, I have no idea why Porzingis got traded, right? Uh, like, and I actually really agree with him." Uh, because a, a lot of this, like, it's just the media, like, it's a nonstop 24-hour news cycle where they feel like they have to have something and they're just, like, making up fucking gossip. His candor is refreshing, at least in my opinion. You know, you see so yeah. many athletes, especially the NBA, who have these sort of, like, PR-friendly responses to questions by the media. And, you know, I've heard him on the Bill Simmons podcast as well. He speaks from the chest. He doesn't, you know, yeah. hold his cards close to his chest. Yeah, he yeah. says everything. He's a very transparent individual. And, and I'm against his move to the Warriors. Like, I didn't like it. Right. But, well, like, well, yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, actually, do you want to get in there right now? Matt Barnes's comments on mm. the fucking uh, the Colin Coward show. What's it called? The, the Cowherd show? Uh, um, the Herd? The Herd. Of Colin Coward? Yeah, that guy, I hate that guy too. Not a big fan of Colin Coward. Not a big fan of that, mul- like, ultra, like, Megatron, like, fucking Star Trek desk. Fox News. Like, he's got, like, a, like a, a blonde uh, co host with him that's just there for, like, the dumb male fans that listen to his show to gawk at. And I just think, like, he, he, he looks like the physical, like, demographic of Applebee's, like, encapsulated within a human being. Yes, he does. Uh, <laughs> um, so we'll listen to uh, Matt Barnes' comments really quickly, and we'll come back in one second, guys. Um, but what I see from KD now is he's just happy. He's having fun. He, he, he's playing. He's probably the most efficient player, one of the most efficient players ever to play the game. I think it's safe to say he's the best player in the game right now. Pretty bold statement. Pretty bold statement saying that Kevin Durant is the best player in the NBA. Um, at least from my perspective, I would say Kevin Durant is the most skilled player in the NBA, but obviously athleticism and skill have to be intertwined with each well, other. Well, and it's a he said beautiful best. symbiotic. <laughs> notice he said best and not greatest. And I think well, that, well, what, that okay, let, let's start off there then. What's the difference between best and greatest, at least in your opinion? I think best is like on a given night, this guy can drop 50. Okay. Like on a given night, he can hurt you the most. 
Um, and greatest is like, well, you know, who can lead a team? Who can get you the championship? And that's where I think Le- I think LeBron is still the greatest player in the if world. That, if those are the parameters of the discussion, then I might have to agree with Matt Barnes. Yeah, no, but he is like Durant, because Durant scores easier than LeBron does, and mm-hmm. right um, at this point, yeah. Look, the the problem with me anointing him as that is that you know he's on a team right now where you can't double team him, right? It, right? If you if you saw him as the head of a snake at this point in his career, and to see how he's able to work with that. That's what would lead me. Well, you're also talking about a guy who came into the league where his foundation was like what Steve Adams, Serge Ibaka, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, etc. He's always been in a relatively comfortable situation, right? He's always had someone, another to... superstar beside exactly. him. So, which is what makes his next decision so interesting. Like, like if he cho- and I could see him going to the Lakers, man. Um, like, if 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 he chose to team up with another star somewhere. Um, you know, and and he and he ended up winning more championships. I think it would ultimately he'd be okay. But like, I would love to see him go and try to like just have a team built around him. Like, go to New York, man. Go to New York. Get some pieces around you, man. Right, lead a team. I, I, this, it's gonna be difficult for me to explain Otherwise, this, but I think hired gun. Just from listening to interviews of Kevin Durant, like I just kind of mentioned his honesty as an individual. I just he seems like the kind of guy that is authentically looking for different challenges throughout his career. You know, like stagnation and just sort of sitting idle is something that he's not really down for. I think going to Golden State, getting a couple of rings, having this sort of experience playing with these perennial All Stars was one of many things he wants to accomplish playing in the NBA. I think his next step, based on his demeanor, this is all inspiration, but would be him going to another team. And you know, maybe not having such a dynamic roster, but you know, building a team, building a culture, and winning a championship on his own terms. You know, being that not yeah. one first guy in New York, for example, then Kyrie comes in and re- changing the culture of New York basketball. You know, that's a yeah. next evolutory evolutory is that the word I'm looking for? PhD man Evolutionary. Over here. Evolutionary. There we go. Yeah. Um, step in his career progress. You know, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but that seems like his demeanor. I think like he needs demeanor, to, man. Right? Like, I mean, unless well, he stays in Golden State and they win four or five, but if they say we want to be the first team to win four in a row. Or I don't, like, th- I don't I think, think he needs to, though. I don't think he necessarily Didn't needs to go. Win, like, not like nine out of ten or something. That's like the that. point, though. You got to look at every single generation of basketball, and every single generation has a dominant team. You look at the Bulls, and the fact mm-hmm. of the matter is that they had fucking Tony Kukoc, uh, Scotty Pippen, Michael Jordan, Dennis Rodman, L.A. Lakers. You know what I mean? They had Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant, the two most dominant players in the league at that time. You know what I mean? So we're not talking about the Golden State Warriors being like this one franchise in the history of the game where they're cheating their way to championships. Nah, the it's almost not fair, man. Like, there's no comp like. I feel like in those other eras, there, that there was enough talent in the well, the, league. Well, the, 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 yeah, there were secondary two, three, four teams in the nineties. The Detroit Pistons, them. the Chicago Bulls. There was always the, that, that Houston Rockets. So you don't think the this Spurs, season, the 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 Jazz, the Sonics, the the Suns, like there were other there were teams that were strong enough to, to at least give them a run. Like the, no, when Durant went to Golden State, he broke the NBA. He broke it, and it's still broken. <laughs> And he has to leave to uh, to because like even for the Raptors like what's their ceiling? Can you really see them beating Golden State? Well, hey, we we can compete with them, but if I had to put money on it, I'm not going to put money that the Raptors are going to beat Golden State. Well, especially with you know Cousins coming back in and just going on this fucking run. Like last season, like we held on hope that Houston could potentially beat them in the Western Conference. We no saw shot. them go to Game Seven, Western Conference last year. They finished number one. Hey, you know, maybe, at least, but, at least, a... but at least that was a possibility. This season, it doesn't seem like there's any possibility that I'm anyone. I'm holding out hope for my Thunder. 
<laughs> you know, they haven't been consistent enough. They, they, they have flaws. But there's something about... Russell Westbrook's snarl and the way that Paul George has been playing that MVP so definitely like top three MVP candidate this season Paul George the, oh, other, yeah, the yeah, only yeah. other team in the NBA at least in my opinion that could potentially challenge the Warriors if they eventually get their shit together because they brought in two all-stars this year the Philadelphia 76ers just purely based on roster talent I'm not this is not yeah, based on they have the talent but I don't like the thing is the Warriors don't just have the talent they were constructed exactly, piece exactly. by piece and, they, and they, everything fits I'm not sure all that fits in Philadelphia. Steph and Clay have been playing together yeah. for a decade. Draymond's a part of that team. Exactly, it's a well-greased exactly. wheel. They know exactly they what they're doing. I, I, I don't but the, no, the point, my point I'm making is that if they like, it's like a two percent chance. But if they do get, you know, we can play them well too. I think, I think the um, uh, having Kawhi gives you the ability to play one-on-one against Durant. All right, let's go into Kawhi really quickly. This will be our last uh, discussion topic for the day. Um, Stephen A. Smith had a pretty interesting comment regarding Kawhi Leonard. Um, We'll listen to that clip right now, and we'll give you our feedback after. Give us one sec. When you look at Toronto, they've been winning games without Kawhi Leonard in the lineup. And when he's there, he performs, but there's something missing in terms of, you know what I'm seeing from Kawhi Leonard right now, Max? Hmm. I'm seeing a slightly better version than DeMar DeRozan. I'm talking about, we talked about Kawhi Leonard being one of the top three players in all of basketball. I need him to resemble that in order for Toronto to have that chance that you gave them to come out of the East. Because Nick Nurse, what he's done on several occasions this year, he said, here, Kawhi, here's the ball, close. A couple of times he did it. A few other times he didn't. But they found themselves in situations where they're clearly saying, you're the man, he wants to, you know, whether you want to stay in Toronto or leave for L.A., whatever the case may be. Masai made these moves to try and win a championship, come out of the Eastern Conference. You can't do that unless Kawhi plays like a superstar. Dude is an idiot. <laughs> like, I don't actually think he he has watched enough Raptors games in his life to say anything. This is a guy who two years ago, I, 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 wa- I listened to pick the Washington Wizards to come out and win the fucking Eastern Conference. Mm-hmm. Right? Pays us absolutely no mind. And then the one time we come up, right, it's just like, only because he's looking for like a player to call out because he's hoping that it'll generate some kind of back and well, forth. A, probably Sport Nation talk shows is that you have to be an expert on all subject matter across the board: basketball, football, baseball, what have you, combat sports, etc. Y- y- your your opinions are not authentic. They don't represent authenticity. They're those, just yeah. pandering to sensationalism. And that's no, what those CJ guys Smith, never have, a, I don't, have I don't, authentic opinions They're, because they always frame themselves in sh- opposition to each other. Right. I used to shit on Stephen A. Smith quite a bit. I'll give the man the respect because he's a fucking showman and he's an entertainer. Yeah, he and is. that's it right there. But yeah, but there's no like it's like over the years watching. He's him, on like, an analyst. He's on an expert. No, he's not. Like he right and the way that like he beefs with players, right and like. Tries to defend himself and and but it, it's it's like oh so and so clap back like what are you talking about like you're a 55 year old man <laughs> like or however old he is right like like what are you talking about bro and like anything he's ever said on the Raptors has been uh, ill informed and dismissive um, and even what he's saying about Kawhi like. I don't think he's watched enough games this year because Kawhi stepped up in big games. 
Kawhi's having the best season he's ever had. He obviously didn't watch enough DeMar DeRozan. You're talking Kawhi about... Leonard not even trying on defense is better than DeRozan's defense. You're talking about a guy who missed basically all of last season, came into this year still some... I wouldn't say injured, but still sort of adjusting to the speed of the game. Yeah. And is playing at an all-star top 10 player in the league level. And what are you complaining about again? Like, like, what are you yeah, saying? Like, I, like, like, what kind of comment is that? Yeah, and and yeah, the I mean, look, the the only point in there, you know, I think they mentioned about there's clearly some chemistry issues that need to get worked out with Kawhi, and we've complained about this, right? Too much isolation in the end, and but I think a lot of that too, um, it's just tr- Nick Nurse trying to see what he has, right? Um, and I think now, like, with the moves that we made. I really think that Kawhi, like you heard his comment on All Star Weekend about how he thinks that the organization made good moves to support them just, on a playoff. Just run. cold here, right? Just a little chilly in Toronto. Yeah, I mean, but I don't even think like that. Oh, and, and sorry, again, you're going from your fucking condo down to the parking garage, hopping into an SUV, going to the arena. No, you're but not I don't stepping think outside. Was, no, but I the don't. I spent again, one hour outside. No, no, no. Year. But the, again, the media blows that up. Like people just need something to fucking blog about, man. And all right? I'm just saying, suck it up. It's no, fucking... but he didn't even complain. Like all he like somebody asked him about how Toronto is, whatever, and he's adjusting to it. And he's like, you know, it's a little cold sometimes. Sometimes I like the snow; it looks pretty, but it's just a little <laughs> cold. And I, but if you know, if if you wear a jacket, you're fine. Like I, I took that actually as him adjusting to what it is in in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, but and here's the thing that pisses me off too about Americans when when they talk about the weather in Toronto. We have the same weather that New York has. But New York is this, you know, perfect sport market. The same weather that very similar to what Boston has, better than what like some, you know, like like what Minnesota has. They're more more north than us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, they spent half the half the winter. They're not even here. Like they're in other places. And and when they are here, you're right. They go from their condo to the friggin' to to the friggin' arena, the toasty warm gym that they're in. So I. You know, all this, again, just people needing to write shit. And it's the, it symbolizes the All-Star Weekend for me. Just, right, like 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 needless hype so that the brand can be pushed. And that's the thing about All-Star Weekend. Everyone's just trying to rep their brand, man. Everyone's just repping their brand. And no one wants to get injured. Speaking of brand, catch us on Instagram, T-Sport Matters. Uh, you can also catch us on SoundCloud, iTunes, our brand. Stitcher, etc., etc., etc. Spotify. There we go. We're on Spotify now. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Quick hey, if short I pod. Could, if one I last get, comment by Greg. Get one uh, last. I want to shout out to my uh, to Jarvis High School girls team. We're on a th- our first ever. It's been a five-year process. First ever three-game win streak. Woo! Just beat Central in a nail-biter. Come from behind. First come from behind win we've ever had. Uh, very, very proud of those girls. Uh, just wanted to just wanted to give them a shout-out there. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. We'll catch you next week. Peace out, Toronto. One, two,